Jersey is the world. Hello and welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the world. I am, as always, your host, Chris Gethard. So lucky to have gathered this assemblage of friends so we can discuss New Jersey food, culture, nostalgia, history, idiocy, music, happenings, current events, whatever is happening in Jersey, we talk about it, you know that. Mostly it's just an excuse for us to get together, hang out, have some fun, shoot the shit as we like to say in this state. Hey, real quick, wanted to give everybody a little update. Uh, Our friend Joanna Angel, who was interviewed on the show, reached out to me. She said she misspoke, wanted to correct the fact. She said that she sold Burning Angel in 2002. She founded Burning Angel in 2002, sold it in 2019. Told her we would do a correction. And let's consider that correction done, everybody. Um, This week's episode, we're going classic style, Wotown, me, Mike D, Bonaduce. This is a topic you're going to hear we say it. Sounds like one I would pick, because usually Mike does the sort of intricate and elaborate ones. This was one that he picked that feels like one I would pick. We would just come up with the broad strokes and let's pitch some bits, baby. Let's do it. Let's pitch some bits. This one's quite simple. What if the New Jersey State government asked us at the podcast to organize the content of an Olympics-type event that was based in Jersey and New Jersey-themed? What events would we come up with? Sweet, simple, and stupid, the way I really like things around here. If you have events you want to pitch, you know I want to hear them real bad. Our voicemail line is 973-780-4660. Please go ahead, leave some voicemails about this or anything, because I will tell you, most of the voicemails are from Jersey Shore Glen. And if you're one of our subscribers over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world, if you're at that turnpike tier, you know, we just did a whole episode of a voicemail show that was just voicemails from Jersey Shore Glen, because Jersey Shore Glen leaves the large majority of our voicemails. So 973-780-4660, call and talk to us about anything. As long as it has a tangential relation to New Jersey, we are into it. For now, enjoy the New Jersey Summer Olympics, everybody. Hi, everybody. Chris Gathered here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. This is, of course, Town, a show on the network where I hang out with a couple of dudes I've known since I was an actual child. I almost want to say prepubescent child, but I went through puberty so late that that spanned probably until I was like solidly 19. A decade. So I was probably 19 before I really had was firmly in the throes of full-on puberty. Maybe 18? I don't know. I had pubes by the time I was 17, so I was pretty good by that point. Anyway, this got weird fast. How are you, Mike D? Good. You started to get like adult man face when you were probably like a freshman or sophomore in college. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. Nick, what's your opinion of when I went through puberty? Um, I think in college you still looked young, but I think like you're one of those people you're going to age like really well. And I think that you're a very handsome man now. Not that you weren't, you were a cute kid. You got a lot of girls in high school. Uh, from our th- you love telling people that but it's true anyway so besides that, up my whole image is this underdog sad sack that i've been cultivating for years right but let, look at you now right and did you ever think you'd be a beard guy and look you look great with a beard thanks yeah i feel okay well the beard is mostly because i feel like i'm gonna have to shave my head sometime soon no don't do that but this come on you got money they got stuff get- you can put on your head now and like vitamins you can take 
I try I try a lot of that stuff. I'm going to try that. I'm going to grow a pompadour. <laughs> Ooh, I would love that. Wouldn't that be cool? I would love that. Yeah, that would be amazing. And uh, when <laughs> we won't get into the pubes thing. I was shaving in like fourth grade, so. <laughs> shaving your pubes in fourth grade? No. No, just like... Shaving your face. Yeah, I was secretly shaving in like fourth, fifth grade. Uh, yeah, my best friend Anthony was Italian. And he, he was shaving very young as well. He had a full mustache in middle school. Well, it was a dirt stash. No, he had like a beyond dirt stash. He went beyond dirt lip into full mustache. By sixth grade, I was like shaving my upper lip regularly. <laughs> People thought he was wearing a beagle puss, but it was his actual mustache. I can tell you quite honestly, I did not shave... Every day until after college, I didn't have to. I couldn't grow anything in. It took days. Huh. Graduate, college graduate, and I was shaving like every third day. You look like the neighbor from the burbs like that. <laughs> you like the patchy, like red furry sideburns. All right, everybody, let's talk New Jersey tonight. I love Satan. Satan is good. This is a topic that... Listen, Mike D came up with this topic. And nobody told me again. Nobody told me. Listen, though. And Nick, I see the panic in your eyes because usually that means you have to do like master's degree level research into whatever the hell is going on. If you follow the show, you would swear I came up with this. I didn't. Mike D came up with it. This is the kind of let's throw something against the wall and see what sticks nonsense that usually comes from Lil Gath. This is not like everyone researched the history of typography uh, in the 13 colonies before we can even begin to speak on this issue. Yeah, you need to, you need to know who brought printing press uh, technology to the yeah. colony of Maryland to understand this idea Mike D came up with. And I don't know what's going on start to finish and then oh, everyone man. who listens is like, that was the best. Those are the Mike D ones. This one is sweet and simple, Nick. I don't know if you heard about this. I definitely did. But the state of New Jersey reached out to us. They said they want to have a New Jersey-themed summer olympics this summer and they have not come up with any events oh my god we got to brainstorm what are the appropriate events for a new jersey olympics did i nail that mike d you did i mean i i know they're really excited next summer we're gonna have the world cup here so i think as a dry run they want to have a new jersey summer games this year and our friends in the government you know they called us and they're like well we're really stumped we don't know what events to have can 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 the Wotown crew help us come up with some events? And of course we can. That's why we're here, to serve New Jersey. I know the first one. Oh, boy. It's an easy one, though. It's easy. Low-hanging low, uh, fruit, as they say. What is it? Pork roll eating contest, for sure. You think eating contest? Because I was thinking Taylor Ham shot put. <laughs> that could be in it, too, but that's not too hard. You have to bring back the old, because uh, everybody has a good lawn dart uh, story from their childhood, and yes. we can make them unillegal for this. Uh, this, uh... you know, what we do that. Maybe what we do is we split the difference, and we do both, and that way we appease the name fight: pork roll eating contest, Taylor Ham shot put. Two separate events, two different names. Everybody's happy. We solved that one right out of the gate. I mean, Nick, you also though did just come up with an extremely brilliant idea, which is. I think as part of the games, like you said, we should ask Governor Murphy to re-legalize lawn darts for this summer in New Jersey. That would be amazing. Lawn darts everywhere. Every lawn, (laughs) every public park, the sky will be blackened with lawn darts flying through the air. And every every car will be uh, impaled with at least one lawn dart. Did you guys ever play lawn darts? Yeah. I sure did. Uh I remember there was a set. I forget if it was in... My garage, there was a set that went untouched. By the time I was old enough, it was like, don't touch those fucking things. Do you have them now? 
Is your dad still alive? No, 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 oh. no, man. The most angry. I so my, my my grandfather was a very. He was one of the coolest people. He was an extremely mellow, funny, even-tempered guy, and he didn't really get too angry that often. The angriest I ever saw him was because my brother and I were given lawn darts as a kid, and we were at my grandparents' house, and they had like an empty lot next to their house where we would play like, you know, football, wiffle ball. And so we took the lawn darts, and as you do, my brother stood at one end of the lot, and I stood at the other, and we were throwing these things at each other. And I threw one, it flew through the air, and it stuck into the roof of my grandfather's uh, Chrysler, which had like the fake half convertible roof. <laughs> it stuck into it. And he must have been looking out the window because he saw it happen and came running out of the house in a rage. But it actually, not only did it penetrate the fake vinyl roof, it actually like poked a hole through the roof of the car. That's how insanely dangerous those things were. Yeah. And that's why they banned them was that incident. <laughs> With you and Franny. No, they ban them because kids are too stupid to use them safely. Yeah. I like that you say that judgmentally after that story. <laughs> I bet you, like, people are going to call in just with, like, lawn dart stories after this because think of how many kids got, like, hit in head. We were also in high school in that time period where there was a lot of uh, spring track throwing event, it, like, injuries. Like, people getting stuck through their neck with a javelin. You know, that, that was a real popular thing. Archery. Yeah, it's true. And it, I like that you're looping it back around to the Olympic events. And oh, great segue! You mentioned archery. I have an idea, fellas. I was an excellent archer, by the way. Most, just so you know. Listen, well, you'll like this. You'll be able to give me advice on if this is feasible. Uh oh. I say most Olympics, archery happens over a flat plane. Right, the target is a certain distance away. Distance away, but you're shooting in a straight line. I think we should have New Jersey archery where the archers are positioned at the top of the tower at high point and the targets are on the far side of that lake and you got to shoot down over the crowds because you know people aren't going to go away for the summer so you got to go you got to shoot over the families That'd be like pretty crazy but you'd still have to shoot up those new bows are like insane you can like those compound bows are like insane i used to shoot i used to shoot arrows over my house and then like this was like, I, anyway, I'm not going to, whatever. My poor parents. I feel so bad for them. No, wait, you were shooting arrows over your house? Did anyone or anything die? Because any, no very one easily could have happened. But I was lucky I used these like kind of like, because I used to have to buy my own arrows because I would shoot them all over and one went in the side of like my neighbor's shed and then like I got into like shooting them over the house and uh, one shattered and like it, they were, they were metal tip, but they were wooden shafts, so they would just break. Um, they wound up in like my neighbor's backyards, like standing straight up. Like I realized at the time he had like a toddler, you know, this was like across the street and over the house. I was so like, <laughs> you're lucky they didn't kill you. Yeah. I have another I good think... event. High impact, okay. high impact driving. Ooh, high impact driving. How does this work? It works by your rated on your ability to cut somebody off. Uh, also driving th and, and navigate a, uh, a live traffic circle mm -hmm. and also a distance uh, contest from North Jersey to South Jersey with no GPS, like a cannonball run. I like the cannonball run. A North Jersey to South Jersey cannonball run. I really like that. You start in High Point and then you like end in Cape May. Ooh. It's a 
great idea. Like a cannonball run, Death Race 2000 style. Absolutely. And you can't use GPS. No GPS. And well, no you got radar the human detectors. advantage on that. Because you... No radar detectors. ...are Donna Booch. I am a robot. The GPS robot. Everyone knows you're better than the GPS. You proved that. Donna Dooch is inferior to me. Nick, so many people were legitimately impressed at your at your GPS skills. People were legitimately blown away. But a lot of people who I run into and talk to, I think the one girl is Shannon, like, and then it's, a, like, it's definitely, like, a chronic illness with me. Like, I really... I did it to I did it to John last week when we went to the Devils game. What with the directions? Yeah, where I was like I was like oh yeah I came like you know I was coming from Secaucus blah 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 and he's like yeah I was coming from out west I was like oh he's like yeah I hit seventy eight and like we, I was like all right he, he goes you're doing it right now I was like oh my god I was like just stop me we just stop talking about it <laughs> so we've got high point archery we've got a high point to Cape May cannonball run which I love. We're bringing back lawn darts, Taylor ham, shot put, pork roll eating contest. This is already a thing I legitimately want to happen. I, I've got one to add into the mix. Okay. This one is called Badge Checker Survival. Ooh. So you start at a, at, at a beach, and the goal of the game is to see how long and how far you can make it down the Jersey Shore without being caught by a badge checker and being forced to buy a beach badge. Ooh. Anything goes to, to... Well, you know the trick to that one, right? What's the trick? Well, number one, getting onto a beach where you don't need a beach pass because like, if you go to Seaside, they're at the... You can't get on the beach unless you have... like You pay to get on in the summertime. So you got to start north, get in like probably like Sandy Hook, and then navigate your way down. And then the other thing is, the only time they'll come and check you for a badge is if you're laying down on the beach. So as soon as they start coming for you, get up and run for the water. But that's part of the challenge because it's also distance. So you, you've got you to factor in resting and yeah. food. And it's an endurance event. Yeah, it is. It's a big time endurance event. I think also stealth can be a part of it. Maybe Definitely. you blend in with a family that has beach badges pinned to their bag or their on top of their cooler. When you're going through like wealthy beach towns, they're definitely going to come after you. Yeah, that's part of, you know, some some sections sure. of the course will be more dangerous than others, you know. You get down to like you get down to Margate, they're probably coming after you. Yeah, definitely Manilokan, like they don't want you coming on the beaches at all. Ocean Grove. And then it could be oh. Yeah. Oh, a, sca- a, a statewide scavenger hunt, that's a good one. <clears throat> hmm. What else? I wish you told me about this. I would have way better ideas. Another another event, you you have to go to as many gas stations in the state as possible and pump your own gas without someone interfering and forcing the attendant to pump it. I do it all the time now. You can use you can use any method you want to this. You can use it's my favorite thing to do: bribery, subterfuge, brute force. But you have to go in and you must pump, you must fill your entire tank without having the attendant touch the pump. Brute force. The idea that you'd set it up and start pumping and then have to get into actual physical battles with, with gasmen, with the gasmen of this fine state. And you have to, at least one of your stops has to be like on either the turnpike or the parkway because they have attendant cards that they have to swipe first. So that means you would have to get the attendant to either swipe for you or steal a swipe card and then pump your own gas. Good. That adds some difficulty to to the challenge. Definitely. 
You know, the interesting is, uh, like, people used to get uh, upset when you pumped your own gas, and now I pump my own gas all the time. Well, people are just scared of you because they assume you're a maniac. <laughs> no, I think, like, the guys, like, appreciate it. And then I was pumping my own gas, like, yesterday, and I get gas, like, every day. This guy's like, hey, he's like, what, are you going to stand there and wait till the tank fills? Come fill my tank. I was like, motherfucker. I was like, I'm filling my own tank. Get out of your own fucking car and fill it. There's like seven cars over here. The poor guy's running around like crazy. (laughs) Should have told him you were training for the New... I'm training for the New Jersey Summer Games. I'm an athlete. Don't you know? Yeah, he thought I worked there because I look like a bum when I get to work. I'm all covered in shit, you know? I got a good event. Like, motherfucker, you know what you're not going to be in? I got a good event. It's a little old school. The New Jersey Olympics. Let me make sure I can... This is a a bit tough to visualize. Imagine an old school parkway basket toll and what we do is we set it up but it's only going to be one it's not going to be a big row it's it's one oh yeah and you have to park your car as far away as possible throwing the change from the passenger side up and over the car uh. and to see who can get the furthest distance to get that money in the in that toll that's good i think there can be multiple categories for that because Number one, it has to be based on an actual Jersey experience. So you're going to have to go through the old temporary uh, green tolls. And one can be based on like speed. So if you if you can, there's different points, right? So if you go for speed and... Well, I think this should almost be viewed as, as sort of swimming where, you know, there's freestyle, there's backstroke, there's breaststroke. I almost feel like there could be different throwing styles. And you can't come to a in stop. different meets, you know? Oh, yeah. This also presupposes the idea of somehow incorporating a relay race type environment into the... Definitely. ...toll basket tossing. But I think either I, way, toll basket change tossing should be a major factor in I this could Olympics. also... I could see ringers from the NBA being brought in for this, like uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Definitely. <laughs> he could reach his arm <laughs> very far out the window and give a, give a sky hook, you know? So People we'll with a massive <laughs> wingspan, yes. The UFC fighter John Bones Jones will have a natural advantage. People with massive wingspan, minute ball. It's just going to be very, very large men crammed into cars, reaching their changeover. The winner of this will inevitably be some, like, 72-year-old plumber from Kearney. Who's been doing this like oh, every day? Yeah. Or some guy, somebody who had to deal with that union toll. That union county toll was the worst back in the day. I still get like the jitters when I drive by that stretch, man. Even though the thing's not there anymore. Um, but I, I tell you, it would be somebody who spent a lot of time trying to get from like East Orange to Westfield. Somebody who had that short a commute made. Like a, what should be a fifteen-minute drive that routinely turned into a seventy-minute drive because of that. It's yeah that and the there's like several uh, like uh, speed traps like right when you're coming through that section too. So if you're coming from the Turnpike North to like through Metro Park up through 148, you know, uh, you know what 138 Kenilworth those areas like you got to be careful. It's 55 there and it's like an idiot fest because you got people trying. And if you're going south, forget about it. There's Nick, you're doing uh, it right the now. The route one north south jam up. You're that doing just the thing that you just the said somebody else told the parkway you. southbound. Like, oh, really? I know. I'm sorry. Bummer. <laughs> I just drove to that. Uh, I had to go to Edison today. It was terrible. And my, my PSA is this when you're driving New Jersey, turn your fucking head when you're changing lanes, okay? That's fair. That's fair. Look. Before you go. I have another event I'd like to pitch. And watch out for the new Durango uh, uh, state trooper cars. Last week, I, um, 
you know, I haven't been commuting back and forth to the city that much since I moved out. I largely work from home in Jersey. Even when I do go back in to do stand-up gigs in the city, I will often drive. But last week I was taping my uh, special. I had to be in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then again this week, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I took NJ Transit seven times in a week, like a goddamn commuter. I want to do this. There has to be an event where you're seated in the last seat of the last car. You're like a regular commuter. And when the whistle blows, you have to get up and sprint the length of the train far enough to locate which car has the bathroom in it, which I would argue is an unpredictable mystery on every train I was on. And it's whoever can get to the bathroom quickest will win it's it's going to be our version of like a 40 meter dash could be anywhere and of course there's always the chance that either you don't make it and or you get there <laughs> i will say this i shit on a new jersey transit train last week i took a shit on a moving train and it was a clean and then the very next night i went to pee and it was hard for me to even summon pee because it was so dirty in that one so that's the other thing you have to get the 40 meter dash you gotta hold your breath time to make it to a new jersey bathroom a new jersey transit train bathroom and then when you get there you don't know if it's going to be pleasant or if you're going to do some poopy or some pee-pee in your pants. You don't know. That's a good event because there can also be obstacles like people with their bags or legs in there, an angry conductor. You got to decide if you're going to go low down on that. You know, in these double-decker trains, you're going to go high, you're going to go low. It's not even bikes anymore. You know what I noticed? Every third asshole on these trains now has one of those fucking electric scooters. Oh, yes. What's this shit where everybody's bringing electric scooters from New Jersey to New York? Leave the electric scooter at home. Oh, yeah. Why do we all need electric scooters? Because we're fucking lazy. We don't need these electric scooters. I got fucking hit by a dude walking down the center aisle. We were going from, what was it, Seagirt to Asbury. It started raining, whatever. My car broke down, hail and everything. So we're in there. Everybody's like super friendly. We're in the car. We were all in the bar, but waiting for the uh, train. Get on there. And this like angry biker comes down the center and my elbow was out. And when I'm telling you, like this guy like gave me like a full check, like full dickhead. I'm a bike. um, I ride bikes and your elbows in there. I'm going to like try and hurt you. So he hits me. Then he hits the fucking guy in front of me. And the guy in front of me is like, yo, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, what, what? I was like, all of a sudden, thank God the conductor was on the car. And I was like. I'm not engaging this crap, but oh, that was fun. I, I was walking down the street, going to the train, had headphones in, was like in a great mood, listening to some music. And the next thing you knew, I know I was literally flying through the air and I was on the ground. My like headphones flew out and I look over and I see this man who is all bloodied. And then I see one of those like me- electric mechanical wheels that people ride. You know what I'm talking about? It's just oh, like a single things. wheel. And the guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, what happened? He like rode that thing and hit me like full force beyond. And we both went flying. And like, he was much more injured than I, but how is like a single wheeled thing a vehicle that people ride? I saw a guy riding down Wells Mills Road when I still lived in Waretown. And the shoulder just, like, all of a sudden there's no shoulder and he's driving and then it just turns into, like, three-quarter inch stone. And, like, he goes off the road and as I'm, like, driving by and I just see him, like, 
totally face plant and slide like face forward. I was like, oh my God, those guys ride super fast, man. Oh, they do. But this is giving me an idea for a competition, which should be the embarrassing, the New Jersey embarrassing transportation race. Hmm. Who can bring the most embarrassing vehicle to race? I think those mechanical wheels are definitely a a contender for this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, motorcycles that have three wheels, those should go in there because yeah. those are very the scooters are a scourge. I would also argue, and Mike D, you're a, you're a pretty avid uh, oh, that's... bicyclist in the time I've known you. I am. Um, I would also argue that almost just as embarrassing as any of these things is the uh, rich dickhead who buys a $30,000 10-speed bike even though it's completely unnecessary. Yes. Like the person with all the gear and the mirrors coming off the helmet... These people, I tell you, I, everybody knows I drive for the ambulance now. The amount of people that get fucking creamed biking through the Great Swamp. And I'm sure all over this goddamn state. I'm sure all, yeah, oh, they fan out, they get in front of cars. And then, and they're assholes too. Cyclists. And they're assholes. And I'm not disparaging anybody, right, in the, the ambulance driver job. I'm there to help. But the amount of... I was told right away, the cyclists are a problem. I was told by all the EMTs. The cyclists, you're going to see people in these bike accidents. And you find out a lot of them are like really rich dudes, oftentimes older, who didn't grow up biking, who just buy a bunch of expensive gear and they think they can get out on these roads that are not easy to bike. I would argue that's just as embarrassing. Somebody in like super high-tech uh, sweat-wicking spandex with a bike well beyond their station and some helmet with built-in electronic bullshit, That's I, that could win the embarrassing transportation device right there. You know, I got I got followed. I was working out on 78, and I'm in this town called, like, Lamington because I had the... It's, like, pretty nice area, like, super, like, wealthy, right? So I'm going down this road, and it's, like, county road, pretty wide. They're in the center. I'm, like, going slow start pulling over and like, so I accelerate to go by and the guy like screams at me. I'm like, whatever. I forgot the next town. There's like one sandwich shop in there. It's like a super nice sandwich shop. I was like, I sit down. I got an hour before I have to be back. Like whatever. They all roll in and like confront me. I was like, Hey, what's up guys? They're like, you driving that Tacoma? I was like, yeah. They're like, you know, almost hit us. I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, you guys are in the middle of the road. I waited till you got over and then I passed you. Well, I'm the lead rider. I was like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I was like, I was like, what, what do you want me to do? I was like, I apologize if you think that I got too close. He's like, well, you know you're going to kill somebody. I was like, well, stop riding like an asshole in the middle of the fucking road. He's like, do you live around here? I was like, thank fucking God, no asshole. The sandwich was good. And then they asked me to fucking leave. But I got my sandwich. It was good. That's what's important. I think I have a great event in my mind. It's actually really good. Summer Olympics. It's overpriced for the area, but you know. Real life frogger. Exactly. And I would propose that it happens on Route 46 where you're trying to get from the eastbound far side over to the Great Notch Inn. That's a treacherous stretch of New Jersey road right there. I am intimately familiar with that area. while it's under construction when is it not you been moved under from construction, under you construction. From while it's before under construction. I was born to present day this was the first time they actually did like like blasted part of the mountains widened the fucking road and, and all that crap dude they got excavators just like perched halfway up that mountain overnight yeah. those things are gonna tumble onto that road man 
that happens. I mean, more I don't than just, you, well, dude, I don't want to disparage you or the guys you work with, but I sit, I go through that area. I'm like, there's construction equipment perched over this highway. The common thing that happens, like, there's only certain guys that do that, and like, they'll tell them before you go and take the job, like, you're going to run an excavator. It's like metal tracked, like you're sitting up there. And it's very common to slide. So the guys that know what they're doing, they level their areas and then, you know, they're either chipping up there or whatever. But yeah, that shit happens all the time like that. People die. I say you got to start over there. What's that? What's that? Uh, over there on that side by where Six Brothers used like to be. Near the McDonald's. Clove and Road. Yeah. Lower Clove Road or whatever it is. Or Lower Notch Road. Lower Notch Road. You got to start over on that side. Which is a shit show. A whistle blows oh. and everybody starts... The entire, it's not, it's not one at a time. Everybody goes at the same time and you got to try to get across all the lanes of 46 up over the divider, cross 46 West. You got to ring a bell that's left on the front porch of the Great Notch Inn and you just watch instantaneously 80% of the people die immediately. And we'll make a whole event out of it at the Great Notch Inn. We'll have a chiptune band playing, you know, the kind of band that plays like 8-bit Nintendo music <laughs> while people are trying to run across. It'll be great. Yes, they play Frogger-style music. It's, it'll be great. It'll be great. You have to sign a waiver for that one. Yeah, definitely. The rest of these, you don't have to sign a waiver. If you want to shoot arrows off the top of the tower at high point, all good. no waiver necessary. Maybe you could have if like... If you want to play real-life Frogger across Route 46... We're gonna need a waiver. Maybe everybody. we could have like large foam like cars that drive by, so you don't actually. What die. are you talking about? That's not half as fun. I know. I, I I have an extremely New Jersey specific event to this. Okay. That we'll we'll do in partnership with with the the amazing people at Northlands, and as part of this, we're going to set up a ho scale train set with a macaroni factory and what you have to do is maneuver your train in such a way to see who can crash their model train the furthest into the macaroni factory and we'll measure it right it'll be like long jump we'll have like a tape measure whoever gets their train the furthest into the macaroni factory is the winner and you have to have like little figurines in there and you get more points if you kill more people some of mischievous teenagers by the switches you need need, uh, animatronics of people leaping you could just hard-working macaroni makers at their stations leaping out of the way. Think about it. They didn't even know it was coming. They were just like, what the hell is that noise? And then they got They're creamed. just sitting in there cranking out macaroni like any other day. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mike. <laughs> we walked right into that. <laughs> oh, no. If those are somebody's last words before they get hit by a train that comes through all, Mamma mia. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> the macaroni man's final words. Oh, I hate laughing at a real life death. Oh, I hate laughing at a real life death, but it happens more often than I'd like yeah. to admit. Spent hours watching videos of one of our friends that was obsessed with watching other people die on tape. Oh, jeez. Yes. Oh, we know that. He had an extensive that was a collection Hamilton, of uh, special. I don't know about you guys, but when I watch the Summer Olympics, I enjoy watching a good high dive. Ooh. See people do flips. Yes. People do, you know, all the backwards, the twisty stuff. Perfect venue. I know what you're going to say. Right off that bridge over the Great Falls. Yes. Is that what you thought? Absolutely. Is that your guess? Yeah. I mean, I would legitimately watch. If they legitimately, okay, you want to bring some money to Patterson. I'm someone who said, how can we not, how come Patterson's not using the falls to bring more money? Now, look, first of all, they're about to reopen Hinchcliffe Stadium. It's going to be awesome. What the hell is that? Maybe that'll bring some money in. Get food trucks out there, that's good. If they hold a high dive contest off the bridge, 
I'm there. Well, name it. I'd pay $100 for that ticket. Well, and they also, there's a great tradition, right, of Sam Patch, Sam Patch. the Jersey Jumper. Yeah, I think the Jersey Jumper the Sam Patch it. Memorial uh, really? Great Falls Bridge Leap. Yeah, it was his whole... Get, yeah, dude, there was an old daredevil back in the like day. I think that's like a legit good there. thing. Listen, it's imagine deep, if you right? get somebody who can do Greg Louganis level twists and turns, and they're willing to jump off that bridge in a little Speedo with the goggles on. Rodney Dangerfield style, the Triple Lindy. Oh, back to school, the Triple Lindy. Oh, Triple Lindy. Lindy I referenced or Lindy? that the Triple other Lindy, day. Yes. Triple Lindy, yeah. Was that a good movie? I love it. Watch it now. It's still good. Oh, yeah. But is it good? Yes. It's good. Do we love it or is it good or both? I love it and it's good. I'd rank it above like, it's better than like Police Academy. Yeah. Hold the fuck. Well, no, listen, if people never like. You don't really dismir- Nobody besmirches Police I'm Academy. Nobody besmirches Police Academy. No, but I hear Stand by Police Academy. Right. But it's like this cool era of like uh, 80s college. And then um, also, it's if, he, if you don't know Rodney Dangerfield, like it's a good introduction to like, oh, yeah. Rodney it Dangerfield. It might be his most mainstream. Hit right, that and easy money. Well, that and even Caddyshack too, or Caddyshack. Caddyshack, yeah, but Caddyshack was much more of an ensemble. I would back to school is much more of a, a danger field vehicle, right? But he was like a focal point in in Caddyshack as being the sure. you know the new money sure. coming in. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I like the um, Jackie Mason. What was it like the third Caddyshack? Or <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the third Caddyshack. Ooh. ooh. Well, I, like I always, I I still have uh, Jackie Mason's um, "The World According to Jackie" on like vinyl. It was like my parents. Who has another event? Let's brainstorm a few more events for the Summer Olympics. I love. Uh, I have a gross one, but I won't say it. Like, oh no, we and, need and it's, it. I don't want to get into like the overeating contest, but like, we think you have fat to sandwiches. You have to eat like every like iconic Jersey sandwich, like. Italian hot dog. Um, we'll pick out a specific pizza. You have to eat, uh, or you can just go to hot dogs and you have to eat off of like every famous like hot dog truck and style. And then as long as like you either don't puke or shit your pants and you make it to the end, like <laughs> that's okay. That's dirty. You can cut that one out till submission. What else? Um, we should have another event. Which is, uh, it's similar to the, the Patterson Falls leaping contest, but what we'll do is everyone gets up in small planes and they fly over the Pine Barrens and the person who can parachute out and crash land closest to the spot where Emilio Carranza landed oh. is the winner. So it's kind of like part navigation, Love part, part parachuting and part history. And there's a good airport for that too, like real close to that area, so... We could do short flights. And they parachute from... You can jump out of planes there anytime you want. I got one. Beach volleyball. <laughs> at Gunnison. We do it just like regular Olympics, but it's at Gunnison Beach. Everybody's naked. Spectators and athletes. Bottomless and half shirts? Oh, that idea. Oh, God. That still makes me uncomfortable. So disturbing. That's so disturbing. I think you just have regular beach volleyball, but you do it at Gunnison. The ratings will go through the roof, baby. Yeah, just put on a lot of lotion. You don't want to like burn or shave. That is the most awkward part of going to Gunnison. And I've been to Gunnison. I'm pro Gunnison and I've been many times. Putting on your sunblock, it's the most awkward part. Be like, you get used to the nudity real quick. Hey, Chris, could you uh, 
Can you do my back for me? Can you rub down my hairy back? If we ever went together, I would help you out. I don't want you getting skin cancer, Nick. I appreciate that. I usually don't put anything on. Well, you got the Greek blood. I put on like a, a number five, like fucking banana boat with the tanning oil in it. <laughs> Dude, me out there. Can you imagine if I miss a spot out on Gunnison, it could ruin my whole summer. Well, look at my skin. Look at my hard hat tan I got already. Oh from my like goodness. Three days. We were down in Aruba. We went on a little vacation down to Aruba. I paid for it with the airline points. That's awesome. I made a fatal mistake for, some, no. for an Irish Catholic. I put on all my sunblock and then I hadn't I hadn't brought um, flip flops. I eventually bought some flip flops oh, no. to travel around. But I, so I put on my socks and shoes so we could head down to the beach because you had to walk a little bit. <laughs> and I didn't realize the socks took the sunblock off the top of my feet. <sighs> Oh, so I was out oh. in Aruba all day, and then that night, Hallie was like, "You burnt What's going on burn. with your feet, dude? I mean, dude, they looked like probably fucking hurt too. Well, dude, you're looking at like my pale, awful Irish skin, like translucent white. Yeah, and then the tops of my feet look like fucking cuts of rare beef. They look like cuts it, of rare, like the inside, like pink. It was like reverse. Like if you order a it, steak rare, reverse chopped meat foot. Oh, it was man. reverse chopped meat foot. Yeah. What do you put on, like 45 when you go out there? Oh, dude, whatever the highest I can get is. I know they say once you get above 30 or so, it doesn't it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. If I see oh, 70, I give me 70. 70. Give me they give me, if, I see, if, they, if I saw 90 next to 70, I'll pay extra for 90. I don't give a fuck. Just get the like white zinc stuff that you put on your nose and just cover your whole body. Dude, I wear a long sleeve shirt now. You oh, can do white I, face. I can't be messing around with this. When I was a kid, I barely wore, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really bear, wear sunblock. No one wore sunblock. Most of my childhood, we, we didn't wear sunblock and we didn't drink water. How the fuck are we all alive? Yeah. I don't we ever remember anybody putting uh, sunblock on. No. Dude, we never wore sunblock and all we drank was Yoohoo and Hawaiian Punch. Oh How God. the fuck are we still standing yeah the way these people raised us back in the 80s yeah and we we grew up through like a crazy like diet soda phase so we were like full saccharine and like all my my parents always had diet soda and i would like drink that nonstop. it was so good we're gonna be all saccharined up (laughs) all saccharined up all right i think we should each come up with one more event to really try nick i think you and i as part of the New Jersey Summer Games should rec- resurrect two sports from our childhood. Oh, yeah. One is Death Hawker. I think Death, Death Hawker would be an amazing. I know it's come up before, amazing. but it's just for people who haven't heard it, explain Death Hawker. Death Hawker was a total bastardization of, of it, soccer. It was, it was sort of like soccer, but it was played in, in my yard which was very small and on one end had thorny bushes on the other end had an 18 inch cinder block wall leading to basically a pit in front of my house and then a wooden fence. And so you could score by running the ball in any way from one end to the other, but you could get bonus points if you knocked someone through the thorn bushes, knocked them through the fence or knocked them over the 18 inch wall. So really the carrying the ball over the goal lines was secondary and the primary thing was knocking through the wall. And once, and this was exactly like a Looney Tunes cartoon, the neighborhood ninja got knocked through the wooden fence and his head went through the slat and it was like sticking out like, you know, like foghorn leghorn, like just his head was like coming out of the wooden <laughs> slat. Like, like, I don't even know how it got in there. I don't remember how he got him out. I guess we had to Ooh, pull. We had to like break another slat to get his head yeah, out. We had to break another slat to uh to pull his head out. And I, the, another neighborhood game I was uh, banned from. I don't think you were banned from that because I. No, 
Well, it sounds like it would take a lot to get banned from Death Hawker. Oh, we also have another great game from our youth. What is it? Neighborhood Gang Wars. Yes. Well, this was legendary. When I met you guys, I had heard this. This was one of the things I had heard about you before I met you guys. That you guys used to like have a game that was almost like real life home alone. Where you guys were like building booby traps and death devices to try to kill each other in the neighborhood routinely. This was something I had heard about before I met any of you. It was like Mad Max. Well, the famous one, yeah. didn't you have a rig a garage door to have a bunch of logs fall onto someone's head if they tried to open or close it? That was a good one. A, a bag full of logs and it was thrown on one of our friends. And, and knocked him unconscious. Yeah. Like actually knocked this poor guy unconscious. But then it became popular and other neighborhoods thought like, oh, we're going to like... We're going to get our own gang and then we're going to come and fight your neighborhood gang because it sounded like cool. Then they would infiltrate our neighborhood and we would like, it got like so violent, we would like chase them out. And, but like, that's a great game for the Olympics. You know, parents would be called afterwards. I'm sure. I'm sure. Wasn't there also someone who mounted a circular saw blade on the end of a broomstick as one of the weapons in this game? Someone? It was a two by four and it also <laughs> had many accoutrements on it. That was the first like real man-to-man conversation Mike D's dad had with me. What did he say? He pulled me aside. He's like, Nick, he's like, come out here. I was like, oh no. It's like, what did I, I'm figuring I'm going to get blamed for something that like Mike D or Franny did, which is very commonplace. So he goes out and he grabs the actual thing. He's like, Nick, what the fuck are you going to do with this? He's going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> he's gonna, I, you know, I let you guys do whatever you want to do. He's like, but you can't like, what? what are you going to do? He's like, you're going to kill somebody. I was like, uh, all right, Mr. Dole. Did you disassemble it or just quietly keep it away out of his view? Like he didn't take it away. We just like stopped using it. But these guys <laughs> stole my ultimate weapon was literally like a four by four that I had. And I had put like metal uh, coping on the side of it. And I used to break everybody else's like weapons and they got mad. So they all snuck uh, over to my house like one day and stole it from where I used to hide it. But one of the best, uh, the, one of the best weapons was a, uh, a plumbing snake tied onto the end of a four foot two by four or like tied on with like nails where you nail it over and then you could like sweep it across the street and it would just like whip people's like legs and shins. Yeah. That was the, the Lenny special. <laughs> that was a Lenny special. That was a good one. The street sweeper. Yeah. I don't know if that, I mean, I guess every, every, um, I'm trying to think of more like, I don't know, normal things that other people do. I'm, I'm just thinking of the TV rights to this game where you just drop off like 40 strangers into a nice suburban neighborhood in New Jersey and there's broadcasters like doing the play-by-play and they're all just... You have drones now. You, you dro- can see like your shot. ability to jump over fences and like be attacked by dogs. Like a new reality show. Hmm. It's like a better Hunger Games. I have one that's very Jersey-centric. It's our version of a marathon, but it starts where everyone has to start in Bernardsville. They have to run up and touch the devil's tree. And they have to run north all the way to Alpine. And the marathon ends with people running six times backwards around the devil's tower. Oh, I like this. That's more like an ultra marathon, though. This is a weird... Yeah, I'll look up right now the distance. What's the other blue hole? You could have a deep uh, deep water diving, a free diving event oh, in the deep hole. That's oh, a- yeah. Swimming events in the blue hole is a really great idea. Yeah, I've been to the blue hole. Blue hole, right? That's a good one. Did they ever find out how deep it is? I went, me and Mark from Weird New Jersey went. We uh, 
brought like some weights on a string and we were putting them down there, but I don't think we ever hit the bottom. No shit. How deep did you go? I don't remember. It was many years ago. We were supposed to cook hot dogs in uh, water from. from That's there. right. Remember? Oh yeah. yeah. A lot of things we were supposed to do with this show that we never it doesn't did. Doesn't mean we can't do them. It doesn't make us bad guys. Um, Forty-nine miles from Bernardsville to Alpine. It sounds like one of those weird rucker events. Let's see. The route it would take you up two hundred two. We'd have to shut down two eighty-seven for a lot of this. People would have to be sprinting up 287, a marathon up 287, and then we'll close, across, we'll across Route 80, across Route 80. You got to run all the way down Route 80 to get to out. Oh, my God. Yeah. It has you go all the way. We'll, ha- we'll have to paralyze the state's traffic by shutting down 80, 95, 287. And uh, also people can get up to the Devil, Devil's Tower up there at Alpine. And you know it's... 49 miles. What's tough about that is the last couple miles are in Alpine, so it's going to be all like up and downhill, too. And there's going to be rich people calling the police on you constantly. <laughs> well, don't petition before this even happens to like not even let it go through their town. The Alpine, it'll be like you'll show up all sweaty, and there'll just be a flood of of um, 911 calls from rich people. They'll be like, there's all these people and we can see the skin on their legs. And the 911 operators will be like, I think, are they wearing, it sounds like they're just wearing shorts. And they'll be like, oh my goodness. It'll just be all these uptight rich people. But they don't have whales or anything on their shorts. Uh, I don't think that's allowed. You don't have whales in a polo. Or it could be that as you're running in those last really tough uphill miles in Alpine, Chris Rock is in front of his house and he's got some cups of Gatorade. Jay-Z is out there. He's got those little packets of honey that people uh-huh. hand to you when you're running. Uh-huh. That's how I picture this happening. Oh, They'd probably be the first people to call the cops on you too. And then don't forget, there's going to be part of it, the last like the last 500 feet before you get to the finish line, there's going to be uh, cops there uh, shooting you with bean bags and um, pepper spray. <laughs> rock salt. Yeah. Yes, rock salt. Rock salt. <laughs> you know, it's a, a very traditional... New Jersey activity that would be perfect for this. And I think anyone who's grew up in any of the urban parts of New Jersey will know this sport, which is roofing. Oh, jumping. Which is where, right? Carson's making a face. He knows. I think they call that parkour now. We called it roofing, but you would, you know, the game was to see how far you could get leaping from roof to roof. Um, you know, that's a great activity for, for the summer games. And sometimes people would throw like, <laughs> plumbing wrenches because they would hear you on their roof and like other pieces of brick no shit from underneath their air conditioner i think roofing would be a great great event definitely an urban event yeah i think we have i think we have a number of events here's what i'd like to end with tonight Hmm. one of the most iconic aspects of any olympics is the opening ceremony that always ends in the torch lighting yes I think we need to brainstorm where ours should take place and what it should entail. You know, when it's in China, there's a lot of traditional dance relating to Chinese culture. When it, you know, what's going to um, be like the hosting city? What should the hosting Rio? City? It, it was evocative of Carnival, right? Well, that's what right. I think we need to decide. Where in Jersey is the best place to host the opening ceremony, and what are the cultural central performances? It should be it should be held on Ferry Street during the Portuguese feast down neck. But that's biased to North Jersey. We might need to find some place. Plus, nobody—you'll never be able to park anywhere. You're gonna have to take mass transit. 
That's part of the experience. There's going to be a rodizio, a rodizio eating contest after that. How much like paella and uh, rodizio meat you could eat before you? If we want to go, that it needs to be someplace right in the middle. I would suggest maybe the parking lot of the Cheesequake Rest Area or the Driscoll Bridge itself be the site of our. You get nice views up there, Driscoll Bridge. Yeah, it's up really high. See the water. Maybe it's on the Driscoll Bridge is our opening ceremony. There's going to be also a most risky. Um, risky graffiti uh category oh that's a good one you get you get rated for height and uh and quality of your artwork Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so let's imagine a shutdown driscoll bridge spotlights on it music playing athletes all marching representing their various counties and or countries if people travel from outside the state marching to yanni what would it be imagined like in rio it was evocative of carnival Beijing, you can see in your head a lot of Chinese mythology represented. Imagery. What happens? I think the first thing we have... You have to have, uh, like, the first row leading the charge is going to be, like, uh, revolutionary uh, reenactors. You think, oh, you think you go historical revolutionary reenactors? Because I was going to say... You go by theme. You start with, like, early New Jersey history, and you go to, like, you know, what's after that? I was thinking at some point we should have... A guy in a tank top uh, chasing a teenager who's holding a wiffle bat and wiffle ball because the wiffle ball bounced off his car and he's pissed. So he's chasing them and trying to kill them. I think that should be part of the opening ceremony. The guinea tea beating event also, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we should also have like 150 majorettes, but instead of batons, they're all holding car antennas. Oh, that'd be great. And doing like like a synchronized car antenna performance. I like that. Get like the Jersey version of like the Rockettes. Who should light the torch? Piscopo? We think Piscopo no. lighting the torch? F him. He's the one that like made the bad Jersey accent. I don't I think he should get Okay, okay. As much as I know you can't talk shit. Who's lighting the torch? Danny DeVito? Uh, yeah, why not? It's hard to argue with Danny DeVito. I mean, he'd be kind of... Danny DeVito could do it. and they, Because it'd be funny, you'd have to like have a step stool to get up to it. He'd be okay with that. I think it should be Joe D. Think Joe D, but that's very North Jersey bias. People in South Jersey don't even know he exists. Yeah, that's true. So Danny DeVito lighting the torch, or Uncle Floyd. We've got Uncle Floyd lighting the torch. Oh, could be Uncle Floyd. He wouldn't do it. Revolutionary War reenactors. We've got guys in tank tops chasing kids. Uncle Floyd should sing the state anthem. Um, Uncle Floyd singing the state anthem. You're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. That's okay. The state can afford it. Or he has to do the New Jersey song. I would love that. And for the opening song, he'll sing "Ready or Not" by the Fugees. But like a like a ragtime piano version of Ready or Not. And then maybe by Uncle Floyd. I think maybe you have like a marching band from North Jersey marching south. You have a marching band from South Jersey marching north. They meet on the Driscoll Bridge in a sign of unity. And fight. Oh yeah, and then maybe they start trying to use the symbols um as like discuses to chop each other's heads off. Um but no, they meet in the sign of unity. Danny DeVito he can't just climb a ladder though I think maybe he needs to climb like a human chain where it's like <laughs> maybe he has to stand he has to sit on the shoulders no, of no, another no. New Jer- famous New Jerseyan I was just gonna say maybe like Kevin Smith puts Anne Hathaway on his shoulders Anne Hathaway puts Meryl Streep on her shoulders short. I don't think he, she could get him Meryl Streep well, the chain has to be really big right so you got Smith holding up Hathaway holding up Streep <laughs> on Streep's shoulders I want to hold up Meryl Streep she can okay. Okay. ride on my shoulders anytime on Streep's shoulders, who goes on Streep's shoulders? Maybe Rick Sarone goes up on Meryl Streep's shoulders. That's a triple decker. Oh, it's going to be much bigger than that. Maybe on top of Sarone. Oh, Rick Sarone. Oh, yeah. Well, I think 
I think the jabronis should have like their own their own sort of parade section where they all wear sashes that say the jabronis, right? And they oh, kind of are like, like, like an honor Day guard. Marshal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so all the jabronis, Rick Cerrone and the rest of the jabronis are all marching separate from this. So Cerrone won't be there. So it's Kevin Smith holding up Anne Hathaway, holding up Meryl Streep, holding up... Who's a good one? Jack Nicholson? Martha Stewart? No, it's not Martha Stewart. She's a criminal. Danzig? Redman. Holding up Red Man, and then Danny DeVito climbs all of them like a human ladder, and he lights the torch. He climbs up Kevin Smith, Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway, and Red Man. They create like a human pyramid. He lights it with a blunt that Red Man hands him. He lights it with Red Man's blunt, yes. And the Olympics begin, and everyone dies on Route 46. Yeah. I think this is great. I think this is great. I'm really looking forward to this this summer. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't believe the state commissioned us and told us whatever we come up with off the top of our heads, that's what they're definitely going to do and fund. Yeah, they said there would be no feedback whatsoever that we can just... Yep, they said we we, um, waive our right to give you any notes and your budget is unlimited. (laughs) And no one is allowed to say no. No, and they said if you need to shut down Route 80 and 287 so people can run from the Devil's Tree to the Devil's Tower, we got you. They're like, we'll give you the shoulder. Oh, here's here's the question, though. Let's let's do a callback to a prior episode. So, Nick, let's say 202 to 287 to 80 is shut down because of our event. If those things are shut down, how are you getting from Bernardsville to Alpine? Um, Jeez, that's a tough one. You'd probably have to like. <sighs> so Bernardsville is like, I hate Bernardsville. But anyway, <clears throat> why do you hate Bernardsville? Not that I hate it. So what? You can't get on seventy eight. No, I didn't say that. You can get on seventy eight. There's also two hundred six runs through Bernardsville. It's right there, right when you dip out towards Peapack and Gladstone. Yeah, that's two hundred two. Fucking machine. Two hundred six, seventy eight, and where are we going? I'm Alpine. trying to get up to Alpine. Okay, seventy eight uh, uh, east. And then north on the parkway up to like what exit 150 something. And then you can get off at like one, I think it's like 158, 159. And like you cut over there, you cut east from there. Alpine's like not far from the parkway. I did a lot of work up there. Yeah. It's up above the GW. Am I right? I'm close, right? And yeah, I mean, it sounds right to me. You'll have a special booth at the Olympics, Nick, where people who, if they need directions because of road closures, you'll be in like a fancy like hot dog wagon and they can come up and ask you to. I'm going to issue uh, hand-drawn directions and uh, I'm going to like, does MapQuest even exist anymore? <laughs> Is that a thing? Does sure somebody like buy that? It's incorrect every time. No one's monitoring it or updating it. Oh, no, no. oh well, Nick, it also says you could do 78 over to the... Turnpike. To the turnpike and then get on 46. But that's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that. a shit show. But you could run into trouble going up the parkway too. Once you get high, once you get like basically from one forty-five north through Bloomfield, and the rest of the way is a fucking mess. Like it is in the afternoon. That's gridlocked still. Like God help you if you're going north, you're fucked. I love that. I love that we can just throw anything at you at any time and you have the answer when it comes to directions. Everybody, we cannot wait to stage the New Jersey Olympics this summer. Thanks to my boy, Phil Murphy, for trusting us to plan it and organize it. 
Um, I hope everybody starts training right now. If there's any events that jump out to you as far as uh, ones that you think you'd like to train for, whether that's the Great Falls Diving Contest or... Um, I'll be at Northlands uh, this Death weekend. Hawker. <laughs> Mike will be training at Northlands. I know Nick's ready for Death Hawker. Um, I'm a little let bit us out of know. Shape. And if you have events you'd like to pitch, 973-780-4660 is, of course, the number. Leave those voicemails. Get on the show. It can't just all be Jersey Shore Glen in the voicemails. So get involved, 973-780-4660. And uh, enjoy the New Jersey Summer Olympics, everybody. Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. So a lot of people, I don't know if, if anybody follows me on Instagram, I uh, put a post of the stickers that uh, Mike D had created and everybody wants them. The catch to that is you have to like DM me your address. And I, if you're not comfortable with that, I don't know what to tell you. You're not going to get a sticker. But the catch is I'll send you a sticker, but you have to leave a voicemail about anything. Ooh. Doesn't matter what it's about. Like you can just, but you have to leave a voicemail Ooh. because we want more voicemails. We love the voicemails. I'm going to check the voicemails right now and see if we have a bunch. And the other threat is this. If you give me your address, there's a good chance I might come by your house and crash <laughs> on your couch. So be prepared for that. But I'm a good house guest. Ask Carson, right? We actually have a lot of voicemails right now. I will say the top three in the inbox are from Jersey Shore Glen. Then there's a Rick from Bergenfield. Then there's three not from them. Then the next two are from Jersey. You know, the next uh, three, four, five, six, seven are from Jersey Shore Glen. Then there's one that's not from Jersey Shore Glen. How do you know Shore who Glen. it is? It comes like caller ID or number. I know his number at this point. Then there's one that's not from him. And then there's two more that are from him. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, so I, the large majority of them are Jersey Shore Glen, who I love, but who is a psychopath if he's flooding our voicemail this much. So please, everybody. We've already done one entire Jersey Shore Glen card steak a goods episode. We can't do two. So get on the voicemail, 973-780-4660. And thanks so much for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D., and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world. <laughs>